Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, we've got news, we've got news, we've got news, we've got news. The Indianapolis Colts are making decisions for their staff, with their staff, of their staff, from their staff. That's what's going on as the combine gets ready to start. In fact, has already started. Early arrivers got here yesterday. Their interviews today, tomorrow, Wednesday, Thursday, workout for the defensive linemen, linebackers on Thursday. Quarterbacks are going to throw on Saturday, but one of the biggies, he's not throwing, and I don't blame him. Nothing to gain if you're already ranked number one at your position. The Indiana Hoosiers, now ranked 15th, and bracketologists have them as a top four seed. That's good because that allows Indiana to be geographically uh, kind of targeted. And so when you've got the South uh, Regional down in Louisville, it's good to be in the top four because that is only, what, about an hour and a half away from Bloomington. That's a good thing for Indiana. The Indiana women, oh, and Iowa tomorrow night, that's a big deal. They lose against Iowa at Simon Scott Assembly Hall. That number four seed goes out the crapper or down the crapper. The Indiana women's team, they're going to open up play on Friday at 1230 in the Twin Cities They've got the easiest route because they're the number one seed in the Big Ten tournament. That's a good thing. Pacers getting going. Also, they play tomorrow night in Dallas. Kyrie Irving doing Kyrie things. Scoring a lot of points. Playing pretty good basketball, but the Mavericks are losing. This is what Kyrie Irving does. Kyrie Irving lifts from a statistical perspective, depresses from a record perspective. That's just the way it worked. That's the way it worked for him in Cleveland most of the time. That's the way it worked for him in Brooklyn, uh, Boston, and now with the Dallas Mavericks. People keep overpaying for his considerable skills without realizing that the net effect of those skills is negative, and you wind up losing games that maybe you would have won otherwise. All right, this is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling for Monday, February 27th, 2023, brought to you by the great people. At Johnson's Plumbing, John Jared Johnson is just a great plumber with a great heart. If you need one, if you need a plumber, you need one with a great heart, and that's what he is. 765-610-8809, the number. You need a plumber, Jared's your guy. I've known him for a long time. He's worked on the house. I highly recommend him. I don't recommend stuff that I don't use myself. Jared Absolutely wonderful. All right, we found out today what we have known for a while and that Gus Bradley is going to come back 
as a defensive coordinator of the Indianapolis Colts. We also assume from this, right, that Richard Smith, Ron Miles are going to come back as the linebackers and secondary coaches, and that Nate Ali is going to come back as a, uh, the D-line coach. And so from there, you kind of fill in the blanks with assistant position coaches like Cato June might return as the assistant linebackers coach. Uh, Mike Mitchell might come back as like an assistant safeties, DBs type coach. All good. We like to see that. We like to see the guys that we knew back in the days when the Colts were really successful. We like them coming back to work with the team. Although I guess Mitchell doesn't really fill that you know, that kind of historical, he played here, but he didn't really play when the Colts were very successful. Anyway, you know what? It is what it is. I, I think that, you know what? He might have played his last year in 2018 when the Colts did go to the playoffs, Andrew Lux last year as a starting quarterback. All right. Uh, Bryce Young is not going to throw at the combine. This is not surprising. If you're at the top of the speed chart, what are you going to prove? by going out and throwing. there's You can only fall from the top, right? There's no point in continuing to try to climb once you are at the top of the mountain. Because what you do when you try to climb is you step off and boing, 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 down you go without a George Costanza sandwich. Can I get you a sandwich? I made sandwiches. And all of a sudden the guy falls down and uh, Dan Cortez, right, and his face crushed much to Elaine Bennis's chagrin. At any rate, he's not going to throw. C.J. Stroud is scheduled to throw, says he's going to throw. Uh, you've got Anthony Richardson, a guy who can really help his. I, I think he can be one of those guys in the combine that sort of jumps a little and grabs some eyeballs. If he throws really well and shows that he's been working on his feet and he runs really well in the 40, jumps really well, tests exceptionally well, he could move up. There's nobody really at the top where you're like, oh, man, I got to have that guy. There's no Peyton Manning. There's no Andrew Luck in this draft. There's not even a Sam Bradford, right? There's Bryce Young, who's got everything but size. Then you've got C.J. Stroud, who might just have everything. He's not a great athlete. He, he's not going to go get you a bunch of yards with his feet, but he is 6'3", 6 6'4", 6 220 pounds, so he's got the size. He is really accurate. He might lock onto one receiver too long, but that might not be because he's incapable of checking quickly and going through his progressions quickly. It might just be, you know what? His receivers were so good. Marvin Harrison Jr. was so good last year that he could just kind of stare at him and wait for him to clear space. It might be that. Richardson has got to show some things with his feet, with his release, all of that. And then you get to Will Levis, who's also, I guess, going to throw. He could help himself too a little bit, but this is exactly the kind of guy you want to stay away from. Somebody who has a great combine, but you watch game tape, and you're like, ooh, I don't like that. You, you got some of that with Will Levis. Um, the Bears, it, look, all right, Adam Schefter is reporting that the Bears are leaning toward trading the number one overall pick. We know what this means. This means that the Bears want everyone to know that they're leaning toward dealing the number one overall pick. Why they're doing that, I guess they're trying to gin up the bidding process. They're trying to get their fans engaged this offseason. 
let them know that they are really, really highly considering the, the option of trading down and gathering multiple picks. The Bears were the worst team in the NFL last year for a reason. And they're going to continue to eliminate reasons until they figure out that they're just a bad organization. And then they're going to start the process all over again. That's what the Bears do. So that's what the Bears are going to do. Matt Eberflus is not a head coach in the NFL. He is literally, but that isn't what he does. And that isn't who he is. They've got Justin Fields. Justin Fields can run, but can he throw? And if he can throw, who's he going to throw the ball to? So maybe they stick at one. They draft a receiver. They trade Justin Fields. Although, who in their right mind is going to trade for Justin Fields, given the fact that the Bears are going to come off him? If the Bears trade him, what they're signaling is that you can't win with him. They don't see a path to a championship with Justin Fields as their quarterback. So why in the wide world of hell would anybody trade for a guy only to two years later realize the same thing? Doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? You know what? Nobody ever said that a lot of these guys are too bright. Ryan Poles is a bright guy. He's known Chris Ballard for a long time, and so people are inferring that these two, because they get along and trust each other a little bit, and they do that because Chris Ballard was a scout for the Bears in 2008 when Poles came as a player, kind of a training camp guy, a practice squad guy. Then Poles gets into uh, management, winds up with the Chiefs from 09 through 20, and uh, Ballard was there like 16 or 13 through 16. So they know each other rather well. And they've probably built a a nice level of sort of harmonious trust. We'll see if that means a damn thing. I really think that it's much more, if if the cost of that number one overall pick, moving from four to one, is the fourth overall pick, which it will be, 33 or 35, the, uh, what's that wind up being? The fourth overall pick in the second, the Dolphins lost their first round pick, so it's not 32 first rounders. It's 31 first-rounders, and then the 32nd begins the second round. So the 35th pick is the fourth pick of the second round. 79, which Colts own, and the number one pick, the first-round pick from next year. If that's the cost for moving up three spots, a no, no, no. That's too rich for my blood. That's just, that's, that's not a, you know what, though? I don't drive a Bentley. I drive a Honda Accord. It gets me where I'm going. That's what I'm looking for. I'm not looking for flash. I'm not looking for, you know, like spinny wheels. I'm not looking for any of that stuff. I'm looking for a guy who can deliver the football to receivers accurately and on time. That's all I need. And if you can get that at four, trading up to one is senseless to me. I don't know whether you can, though. Can you get C.J. Stroud at four if Bryce Young goes number one? I don't know. Would anybody trade up to try to get Anderson or Carter? I think what the Bears want, they want Anderson. We'll see if they get him. All right, Indiana. Indiana moves from 17 to 15 despite a loss to Michigan State in East Lansing because they beat the number five team in the country, the Purdue Boilermakers, on Saturday night, who held steady at number five. That kind of tells you a little bit about what teams and what, what the voters think of the uh, Indiana Hoosiers. 
Indiana goes into West Lafayette, they get the win, and Purdue, as a result, doesn't really fall. Doesn't fall at all. Indiana, now by Jerry Palm at CBS, Bill Bender at the Sporting News. They've got Indiana at a four seed. With a four seed, you got the geographic advantage. You're going to be placed somewhere where geographically it benefits you. At four, you're playing 13, right? Then you're playing, what are you playing it for? You're playing, uh, sadly, in the Sweet 16, you would play the number one uh, seed in your region, which would be a tough putt for Indiana. But Indiana's playing better, so let's not get ahead of our skis and start poo-pooing the uh, Hoosiers and their chances to move on to the Elite Eight or further than that. And the number one team might get beat. We saw a 16 take down a one. We've seen many times an eight or nine winner take down a one. It happens. So let, let's not start predicting doom and gloom based upon seeding and matchups we don't even know are going to happen. What Indiana's got tomorrow night is a challenge against the Iowa Hawkeyes. They've got this. Iowa does not shoot the ball exceptionally well. The five starters, they all hit between 32 and 35% from beyond the arc. Nobody hits 40% for the team. They take great care of the basketball, though. They're efficient. They are uh, not turnover-prone. In fact, they are turnover-averse. Indiana's got to figure out a way to make them a little bit uncomfortable in, in Bloomington and keep them uncomfortable. Don't let them up. Put your foot on their neck and step down and keep stepping down. Don't, don't relent ever with Iowa. You cannot let Fran McCaffrey beat you at Simon Scott Assembly Hall. The last game Iowa won in Iowa City, they won 91-89. Trace Jackson Davis had 30. Indiana got off to that great start and then withered. Then came back. They stayed in it. They could have won. They didn't win. You've got Chris uh, Murray. You've got Rebraca. You've got Perkins, Eulis, and McCaffrey. Those are the starters. Woof. You know what? And, and how did Indiana lose? Iowa scored five more points than Indiana did from the line, despite shooting one fewer. Iowa hit their foul shots. Indiana did not. That is how Indiana got beat. Hopefully that doesn't happen again. I use women. They're going to take the floor Friday in Minneapolis against the winner of the 8-9 game. Uh, that'll be at 12.30 in the afternoon on BTN. Uh, it'll be against the winner of Nebraska and Michigan State. Then they'll play Ohio State because they're going to beat whoever the winner of Nebraska-Michigan State is. They're going to win that game, I promise you. Then they'll play Ohio State, which they will win. And then they're going to play the championship game likely between the winner of Maryland and Iowa. Hopefully, Indiana wins that thing. If they get to the finals, you know what? If you're going to lose your legs anyway, you may as well win the damn tournament. And, um, yeah, there you go. And then it'll be NCAA tournament time for the women, NCAA tournament time for the men coming March is less than 48 hours away. It is the best time of the year in central, southern, northern Indiana. Indiana is a state that loves this tournament. Kentucky does too. We'll see what the, both Hoosiers teams wind up doing. Uh, Pacers at Dallas tomorrow night, 8.30 on Valley Sports.
Luka, Kyrie, you know, teams just keep trading for Kyrie Irving like he's going to do something other than help your team lose. I don't understand it, but that's basketball in the NBA. You trade for celebrities. Hey, he's famous. Let's go get the famous guy to come here and lose games for us. Mark Cuban should be smarter than that. Swear to God, he went to Indiana same years that Mike Woodson did. And somehow, Mike Woodson knows basketball. Mark Cuban, he knows money. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning. I hope I didn't throw you off schedule by going early this afternoon. But with Gus Bradley being, uh, you know, uh, not announced yet, but reported that he's coming back as a DC, I thought we better get going.